This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. The Rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. A sting operation North Star leads to the capture of violent fugitives in 10 states with New York City leading the way with 339 arrests. The father of the Highland Park, Illinois shooting suspect has lawyered up. He sponsored his son's weapons application, leading to the purchase of the AR-15 used to kill seven people. A new shocking revelation in a report about the Uvalde, Texas massacre that an officer asked for permission to shoot the gunman before he entered the school, but his request was ignored. Under intense pressure, an embattled world leader is expected to resign. The BBC reporting British Prime Minister Boris Johnson will resign shortly. In London, FBI Director Christopher Wray has warned companies that China poses the biggest long-term threat to both the U.S. and the U.K. related to the stealing of technology. U.S. Marshals launched a major operation in 10 cities, taking fugitives into custody. In New York, Operation North Star led to 339 arrests. Here is NYPD Police Commissioner Keechant Sewell. This is about targeted, intelligence-driven crime fighting. And above all else, again, it's about consequences. If you commit a violent felony in our city, we will find you. We will arrest you. And we will build a case to prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. Of those, 41 were wanted for homicide or attempted murder, 109 for robbery, 84 for aggravated assault, and 23 for sexual assault. The father of the suspect in the Highland Park, Illinois, mass shooting speaking out. The father, Robert Cremo Jr., says his son talked about a shooting in Denmark the night before his son allegedly shot and killed seven people during a July 4th parade. The elder Cremo has faced a wave of criticism for sponsoring his son's gun license application. It allowed his son to buy four guns before age 21, including the AR-15 used in Monday's attack. Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rotering spoke to MSNBC. England, everybody in this in this world has folks who have mental health challenges, who play violent video games, who may have anger management issues. We need to stop access to assault weapons. We've banned assault weapons in large capacity magazines in Highland Park in the wake of Sandy Hook in 2013. We need the rest of the country to catch up with us. The elder Cremo sponsored his son's gun application three months after his son was labeled a clear and present danger by authorities for threatening to kill relatives in 2019. A Uvalde police officer asked for a supervisor's permission to shoot the Uvalde gunman who later killed 21 people at Robb Elementary School back in May before the gunman, Salvatore Ramos, entered the school. But the supervisor did not hear the request or responded too late. That according to a report released Wednesday by the Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training Center at Texas State University. The report includes new details about the May 24th shooting. 
Texas Department of Public Safety Director Steve McCraw. There's compelling evidence that the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned over the last two decades since the Columbine massacre. Federal and state authorities are investigating police response after more than an hour law enforcement shot and killed the gunman. The BBC has just reported that UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson is set to resign today. This after a letter was posted on Twitter just an hour ago in which newly appointed British Chancellor Nadim Zahawi called on the Prime Minister to resign. The letter comes as over 50 of Johnson's cabinet ministers have resigned in recent weeks. Zawi was appointed to his position just 36 hours ago. In Parliament Wednesday, lawmakers urged the Prime Minister to step down. Boris Johnson responded. Does the Prime Minister think there are any circumstances in which he should resign? Today I ask him to do the honourable thing. Take responsibility and resign. Frankly, Mr Speaker, the job of a Prime Minister in difficult circumstances when he's been handed a colossal mandate is to keep going. And that's what I'm going to do. Johnson is expected to announce his resignation later this morning. Speaking alongside his British counterpart in London Wednesday, FBI Director Christopher Wray called China the biggest long-term threat to both the U.S. and the U.K. He warned of the stealing of technology by China using intelligence officers. Secretary of State Antony Blinken also commented on relations with China. I have to tell you and reiterate that we are very concerned uh, by the uh, PRC's provocative military uh, activity near Taiwan. Uh, As we said, the activity is destabilizing, it risks miscalculation, uh, and it has the potential to undermine regional peace and stability. Ray warned U.S. companies to be wary of working with or in China and to contact the FBI for further information on ways to mitigate the Chinese cyber threats. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy skies today. There's a 40% chance of scattered showers until early afternoon, the high 78. A mostly cloudy overnight, the low is 71, a 20% chance of showers. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the high 78, a 30% chance of rain, showers or thunderstorms. And right now, 73 mostly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Authorities revealed Wednesday that the 21-year-old man accused of opening fire at a suburban Chicago 4th of July parade, killing seven people and injuring dozens of others, planned a second attack in Madison, Wisconsin. As he drove from the Highland Park shooting, Robert Bobby Cremo III had an additional 60 rounds, but law enforcement said he had not done enough planning and decided not to carry out a second attack. Cremo was apprehended at a traffic stop in Lake Forest, Illinois, Monday evening. Here's Deputy Chief Cavelli. Uh, investigators did develop some information that it appears when he drove to Madison, he was driving around. However, he did see a celebration that was occurring in Madison Uh, And he seriously contemplated using the firearm he had in his vehicle to commit another shooting in Madison. Madison. Cremo is charged with seven counts of first-degree murder in the wake of Monday morning's mass shooting in Highland Park, Illinois. More charges are expected, according to attorney Eric Reinhardt. More than $2 million has been raised for a two-year-old toddler who lost both of his parents in that mass shooting at that 4th of July parade in Highland Park. The toddler's parents, 37-year-old Kevin McCarthy and 35-year-old Irina McCarthy, were among seven people killed in the shooting spree. 
Videos and photos widely shared on social media show the toddler, two-year-old Aiden, wandering alone following the bloodshed. Parade goers Greg and Dana Ring told ABC News they encountered the toddler during the chaos. Every time I tried to ask him what his name was, the response he gave to me in return was, Mama dead to come get me soon. Mommy's car come to get me soon. Two, three hours later, a detective who had our number called, and then he took the little boy to where families were being reunited, and then he told me he was eventually reunited with his grandparents. According to the boy's grandfather, his grandson survived because his father covered him with his body. A GoFundMe page is set up by members of the community for the boy crossed the $2.1 million mark by Wednesday morning, the highest donation, $18,000 from one individual. Minutes from the Federal Reserve's meeting in mid-June, the 14th and the 15th of June, released yesterday. And these minutes show policymakers anticipating even higher inflation and signaling much higher interest rates to stem price increases back to the Fed's 2% annual target. Here's Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Inflation has obviously uh, surprised to the upside over the past year, and further surprises could be in store. After last month's meeting, the Fed raised its key rate by three-quarters of a point to a range of one-and-a-half to 1.75 percent, the biggest single increase in nearly three decades, and signaled that further large hikes would likely be needed. The Fed has been ramping up its drive to tighten credit and slow growth as inflation has reached a four-decade high of 8.6 percent. Pat A. Cipollone, the White House counsel to then-President Donald Trump, who repeatedly fought Mr. Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election, has now reached a deal to be interviewed Friday before the House committee investigating the January 6th riot. That according to people familiar with the inquiry. The panel issued a subpoena to Cipollone just last week, expecting he could provide crucial testimony. Here's House Select Committee Vice Chair Liz Cheney. In this case... The White House counsel was so concerned about potentially lawless activity that he threatened to resign multiple times. That is exceedingly rare and exceedingly serious. It requires immediate attention, especially when the entire team threatens to resign. People close to Mr. Cipollone have repeatedly cautioned that concerns about executive privilege and attorney-client privilege could limit his cooperation. But committee negotiators have pressed to hear from Mr. Cipollone. In a 12-page rebuttal to the committee, Mr. Trump claims the committee is trying to steer away from Democrats' failed agenda and squash his potential 2024 White House run. A recently released poll shows that California Governor Gavin Newsom could fare slightly better against Donald Trump in a presidential matchup than if Vice President Kamala Harris actually ran. In a head-to-head matchup between Harris and Trump, the two tie at 41%, with another 18% saying they don't yet know who they'd vote for. When the former president was put up against Newsom, the California Democratic governor beat him just 39% to 40%. Harris has said that she will run on a 2024 ticket as Biden's number two again. Speculation has emerged that Newsom could make a run after he released campaign ads in Florida urging residents there to move to California. Freedom is under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California where we still believe in freedom. 
Mr. Trump has not yet formally announced, but he has hinted at launching another bid for the presidency. Well, Russian shelling there it has killed at least eight civilians in eastern Ukraine over the past 24 hours and wounded 25 more, according to Ukrainian officials. Pro-Russia separatists said attacks by Ukrainian forces killed four civilians. The Ukrainian presidential office said Russian forces targeted cities and villages in the country's southeast with most civilian casualties occurring in the Donetsk province where Russia stepped up its offensive in recent days. On what would have been the 100th anniversary of the July 4th tradition, the New York Times reportedly forgot to print the Declaration of Independence in its newspaper this year, blaming human error. Disgruntled readers voiced concern. The Times printed it on July 5th. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Time for Justin Ellick with sports. Yes, it is time for I, Justin Ellick, here with the early news sports update. The boys of summer are back in the win column in a big way. It's what the Mets and Yankees prevailed last night, coming off Tuesday losses. The Mets won 8-3 to in Cincinnati against the Reds, but the score itself doesn't tell the full story as New York was actually down a run in the ninth before Starling Marte sent the ball trickling down the line to set Brandon Nemo off from first base. Swinging a grounder toward third. It is a fair ball down the left field line. It bounces to the corner. Nemo gets to third. He's being waved home. Nemo's going to score the relay throw off the line. Nemo scores standing up, and Starling Marte ties the game. It is three to 3-3. Three. The Reds were toast from there as the Mets would come back around in the top of the 10th with an outburst of five runs on three hits, including a Nimmo home run to to right that put this one well out of reach. Up next for the Metropolitans is a visit from the Miami Marlins set to begin tonight at 7.10 p.m. Eastern time. Trevor Williams is set to take the hill against Miami's Daniel Castano. As for the Yanks, while their bats woke up in a big way as well as they routed the Pirates in Pittsburgh to the tune of a 16 to nothing shutout. 22 hits, including homers from basically the entire starting lineup, saw the Yankees explode after being shut out themselves through four innings. Donaldson, Higashioka, Stanton, Hicks, Gallo, and oh yeah, this guy with a monstrous grand salami sandwich in the eighth. Judge hammers that high, deep, and grand. Aaron Judge clears the bases. With home run number 30, a grand slam into the Pittsburgh night, and the Yankees have broken it way open. That call courtesy of the Yes Network. The homer mark judges 30th of the season. Still good for the MLB lead, and the Yanks get back to neutral here before heading to Big Bad Boston for a four-game set with the rival Red Sox. That series is set to get underway tonight at 7.10 p.m. Eastern time. Garrett Cole set to take the bump against Boston's Josh Winkowski. Quickly Wimbledon. Nick Kyrgios versus Rafael Nadal in the semifinals coming up on the 10th this weekend. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news, or early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Wow, two grand slams last night. Go Yankees. All right, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy, 40% chance of scattered showers before 2 this afternoon. Our high 78, the overnight low 71. And tomorrow, still mostly cloudy, the high 78 with a 30% chance of rain. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The S&P 500 closed higher for the third straight session. Investors are digesting last month's minutes from the Federal Reserve's meeting.
They indicate the Fed will keep fighting inflation and likely raise rates again in the near future. At the closing bell Wednesday, the Dow Jones gained 69 points. The S&P 500 jumped up by 13 points. The Nasdaq rose by 39 points. Northrop Grumman saw shares jump more than 3%. United Health Group was also higher in today's session. Apple and Cisco Systems led tech stocks to positive days. Job openings totaled 11.25 million for May, a considerable drop from the upwardly revised 11.68 million in April, according to the Labor Department's JOLTS report. There were 5.9 million people counted as unemployed in the month, meaning there were 1.9 openings per every available worker, still around historical highs. The ISM services index for June fell slightly to 55.3, but that was better than the estimate. Apple introduced a new security option Wednesday that limits some features on its devices, a movement to lessen the chances that users can be hacked by sophisticated spyware. Called Lockdown Mode, the new feature aims to counter the rise of advanced hacking software that is sometimes used by governments to take over a person's device. Apple bills the feature as an extreme optional protection that should only be used if you believe you may be personally targeted by a highly sophisticated cyber attack. Amazon has struck a partnership deal that would see it return to a market it exited three years ago when it was crushed by companies such as DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. The e-commerce giant said Amazon Prime members in the U.S. can now sign up for a free one-year membership to Grubhub's Premium Plus service at a value of about $120 currently and get unlimited free delivery on orders over $12 from hundreds of thousands of restaurants. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures this morning, the Dow Jones up 100 points at 31,113. S&P 500 has climbed 13 and one quarter points. NASDAQ up 60 and a half. Gold's up $4.40 an ounce at $1,741.10. Crude oil down six cents a barrel, below $100 this morning at $98.47. The WABC Early News. Shepard Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. A Manhattan judge overseeing the New York Attorney General's probe into former President Donald Trump's family real estate business said Wednesday that he'll find the former president's appraising and brokerage firm $10,000 a day. State Supreme Court Justice Engrun found Cushman and Wakefield in contempt of court for refusing to comply with State Attorney General Letitia James subpoenas for information related to its relationship with the Trump Organization. The firm provided appraisals and brokerage services with the corporation before cutting ties following the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Engram imposed this $10,000 a day fine for each and every day that Cushman does not comply, and that begins today. James says her investigators have found substantial evidence that Trump and company executives allegedly habitually lied about the value of company properties. Some 6,000 doses of monkeypox vaccines have arrived in New York City, and that means appointments are now opened back up for vulnerable city residents. There are currently 111 presumed cases in the city. Health Commissioner Dr. Ashwin Vassan tried to temper concerns about monkeypox. We're grateful to our federal partners for um, delivering the doses that we need, and we're going to need more in the coming weeks. He says anyone can get and spread monkeypox, although the current cases are primarily spreading among social networks of gay, bisexual, and other men who have had 
relations with other men. The outbreak began following two raves in Europe, and the city is requesting additional supplies of the monkeypox vaccine from the CDC to meet high demand. New York City once again also grappling with rising COVID-19 transmission rates. According to the CDC, Omicron's BA5 subvariant is now the dominant strain of the virus. It accounts for nearly half of infections nationwide. Dr. Pervy Perica, an immunologist with NYU Langone Health, told Fox 5 at NY, uh, Fox 5 New York that BA5 appears to be less dangerous, though, than previous variants, but more resistant to vaccines. Us healthcare professionals, myself included, have been seeing a very, you know, steady rise of uh, COVID cases. We are seeing more cases of reinfection. Uh, we are also seeing uh, the need for sometimes multiple rounds of Paxlovid or other uh, treatments. So, you know, it is concerning. I think we have to keep an eye on it. According to Gothamist, the city silently shut down more than 120 testing sites between this February and April, even as COVID-19 rebounded this spring. The city's also planning on closing down seven more brick-and-mortar sites this month and will launch three test-to-treat vans. And the doctor says home tests may be more convenient as well, but they are often less accurate. Unmarried off-duty NYPD detectives and their toddler came within inches of being hit by a stray bullet Monday night. On July 4th, a detective Stephanie Ill told NBC New York that she and her husband were driving on the Bronx River Parkway heading home from a 4th of July party when they heard a loud bang. A bullet pierced their car door, narrowly missing the window. The couple's two-year-old son was in a car seat in the back, and the woman was driving, and she says the bullet just missed the car's window. What was sounded to us was fireworks. Um, later found out that it was actually um, a, a bullet ricocheted through my passenger, I mean, through my driver's side window. This is where we've come to. This is what the streets are uh, delivering to us. It's dangerous. Shooting incidents for the first half of the year, though, are down 12% compared to last year. At least 21 people were shot, three of them killed in a wave of citywide violence on July 4th. Well, what you're hearing there is a dramatic rescue by Ridgefield Park, New Jersey police. A Fort Lee, New Jersey man suddenly became trapped inside of his burning Honda after some sort of electrical malfunction over the weekend. And police body cameras captured this life-saving rescue you heard there. It happened on Winnet Avenue around 2 a.m. Saturday. The vehicle's doors would not open. Heat and flames made initial rescue efforts unsuccessful. So officers then used fire extinguishers to contain some of the flames long enough so that others could grab the driver and pull him from the passenger side of the vehicle. Three police officers from Ridgefield Park pulled the man out just as flames began to consume the interior of his vehicle. The man was treated at the scene before being released to a family member, according to police. And authorities also noted they thanked a good Samaritan from New York identified as Elias Rodriguez, whom they said stopped to help officers in that rescue effort. Well, New York City has reached a deal to raise starting wages for lifeguards to $19.46 an hour as the city's 17 mini pools sat idle due to the lifeguard shortage. New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced a deal with the lifeguard union represented by District Council 37 on Tuesday. Here's District Council Executive Director Henry Garrido. This is a recruitment problem, and we need to do better for the city and the citizens. 
Grito spoke to NBC New York under the terms of this agreement. The city will create a class of lifeguards who will be restricted to these mini pools expected to open soon. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Looking for just a slight chance of a shower or a thunderstorm today until about uh, 2 this afternoon or so, or a high around 74. And uh, then overnight, we have mostly cloudy skies, a low of 71, still a 20% chance of showers. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the high 78 with a 30% chance of showers or thunderstorms. Well, blood donors lined up right outside Yankee Stadium yesterday, ready to save a life and score some free tickets to an upcoming game. The New York Blood Center partnered with the Yankees to encourage these donations, typically uh, low at this time of the year. Christine Foran is the manager of special events and programs for the New York Blood Center, and she told PIX11, coming off the 4th of the July holiday, tough time. People are thinking about beaches and barbecues and vacations. They're, they're not thinking about donating blood. This is actually what we call a critical period. And right now, the blood supply level is two to three days, when ideally the minimum is five days. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.